As far as controversial shows go, Mzanzi Magic's latest reality show, Izango Mazodumo, is right up there with the very best. The show which follows the lives of larger-than-life personalities and Sangomas, Prudence Magagula and Mahozo Magopo, has left viewers entertained, others angry, others fascinated, and others just purely scared. This week on the Chisa Life podcast, we got into conversation with Gogo Maweni, who gave us a front row seat into her life, chatting all things Sangoma, all things her calling. She gave us an explanation to her witchcraft comment, having SK Koza as a baby daddy, feel the air codes, and everything in between. My name is Griselda Gitana. This is the Chisa Life podcast. Welcome. Yes, Umzanzi Seleville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the Chisa pod. Chisa! how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, it's such a pleasure to be able to talk to you. For people that don't know who Mahoto is, um, take us, give us a brief um, kind of introduction into where you come from, how old you are, um, you know, what makes Mahoto Mahoto. So Mahoto is a mom of three amazing boys, um, a Sangoma. Inyanga, you know, Gogo Maweni and Shavalankoma, two different people in one vessel. And, you know, at times I think people don't understand that. But she's also goal-driven, strong, you know, strong-willed, wants to make it in life. Um, I love animals, most importantly. You know, I always say some people get it wrong when I say that I respect animals more than I respect human beings because animals won't hurt you. But wow. humans will. No, but it's the truth. Wow. Yeah, and people I've take never it heard anybody put it that way. <laughs> no, animals will not disrespect you, will not do anything to hurt you. Instead, they're more afraid of you than you being afraid of them. So, yeah, I'm very business-minded as well. Um, I have an online boutique, which, to be honest, I'm going to close down. Not because I I can't sustain it, but I don't have time to to run it, you know. And you, you, you get to employ people who just mess up your business. But I'm more now into... Isn't the Zopinyanga, and mm. I'm growing. I'm growing in that, and I love what I do. I mean, before when I found out I, I had a calling, I said, "Oh hell no, I'm not going to do that." You know, I had the stereotype. They're not sociable. People don't want to be around them. Mm. I left. I went to America. I studied clinical psychology, and when I went to America, I forget my ancestors wouldn't follow me. So huh, little did I know things got worse. Um, eventually, after a couple of years, while I was in America, I got pregnant with Mason, and I had to come back home. And I, you know. To cut a long story short, I became a Sangoma because of my son. He got very ill. He has epilepsy. And nobody knew what was wrong with him until I went to a healer and he woke up while he was in hospital in a coma for two weeks. Wow. So, 
And that's mainly, you know, why I'm a Sangoma today. I didn't want to become a Sangoma. So I don't know. What else can I tell you? I, I, I love... There's, the, there's like so many, from just what you told me, there's like so many questions I have. Firstly, when was it, or how old were you when you were you first realized you had a calling or you were told you had a calling before you ran away to America? Um, let's see. I got married when I was 27. So... I think when I found out I was 24, 23, 23, yes. I was 23. And I was like, this is not, not going to happen. <laughs> and funny, funny enough, you know, I don't understand. And I think about it a lot. Was a healer that I constantly went to. I always was intrigued about that life. You know how, how people are? You don't want certain people to find out what you do behind closed doors, right? Mm. So you are intrigued, but at the same time, you frown upon it. You at know? the same time, yeah. you're like, it, it does not match my image. Yeah. Then you're like, no, because to, to be honest, when I decided to go full on and expose the fact that I'm a healer, I lost a lot of people. Because now people come to say, oh my God, do you understand? Yeah. Even, even romantically, I lost a relationship, which I didn't understand. Or somebody would like want to be around you, but the minute they see bees, they're like, yo, you know, mm. this person is a, it's like now, I said that, people think I said, I do. <laughs> I, I saw there was a lot of commentary around that, that they're like, yeah, oh, so see, she says she wants to bewitch all of us. You see, it's, listening is a skill and not all of us acquire it. That is and true. And it's, it's not my fault to make you feel comfortable. It's not my job. I, I, I'm not about that life. You need to listen when people speak as much as I listen attentively. I said, I can do, I don't do. do you understand? It's not like mm. I'm, I'm saying I do it all the time. Yes, I can do. I do have clients. When a client comes, how am I? Doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. How do you treat something that you don't know how to create? I mean, it's like when you go to school, you, you learn different subjects. When you're among a person, you learn different things. Yeah. And people seem to, and because on the first episode, they think I never did how so, I don't know. But you know, I'm like, you know, I don't have time for this. At the end of the day, if I don't have clients, then there's something wrong. That's that something I'm true. doing yeah. wrong. But my phone is ringing off the hook and I'm trying to make things work, balance through. And it's just like, it was like that even before the show anyway. So it's not like it's something new. Um, but yeah. Listen, I am intrigued by every single thing that you're saying, mainly because I'm one of the people that is that has just recently woken up to having to learn about, you know, African spirituality as much as one can learn when you don't have a calling or a teacher, you know, teaching you. Um, Those three terms that you just said that you, you have learned. um, Mm -hmm. Can you give me a brief definition of each? What, what does each one entail or what, what sector of healing is it? All right. Obunguni is Ugmemez Kwaz, right? Okay. Um, in English, to be able, it will sound weird in English, but I'll explain it in Zulu and in English. So in English, it's just Ugunguni, means I'm able to allow my ancestors to speak through me. Right. So which means there's a body shift. 
Mm-hmm. The person, they teach you how to call in those like, right? Mm-hmm. The little Like me, which is my mom's brother. My mom's brother was a healer. Mm-hmm. And then he never came back. We don't know where he went, but I, I found out through the years when I took on Iskwamasake, I see, wash on, I got flu, you understand? Mm. Because when, when, when I finally connected with him, I cried, like, I, I had this bad feeling, you know? Mm. And, you know, nobody was there for him. He has kids, and his kids, mobiling their suffering. Wow. And every time, Mang Pasha, I, I always say, would you please lead me to them so I can help them? Mm. Or, so, or something, you know? Mm. So, Ubunguni, we are Kona, we are Lapa, we are Kinisa, we are Shambulula, right? But, because two different um, aspects of Yeah. 
I didn't do it to you. I didn't someone to in Dongayas, to understand. So I went there thinking, we'll see how, you know, we are friends. I mean, she got on the show because of me. She didn't get on the show because they hunted her down and they looked at her, looked for her. <laughs> I gave her a flag. So now a flag. <laughs> No, but I gave her a plug. I was so shook. This girl is talking about me like this behind my back. Wow. Oh, wow. Hectic. <laughs> you know, I remember when we saw a message. Oh, wow. This is what you think of me? After this is what you. I did? Well, also what I did, I mean, I, I took I took a, a leap of faith. I didn't know you from a bar, sorry, but because I've spent time with you, I figured, you know what, we could do this together. Because this show is not something that I was approached for. This show was, I could say, we gave birth to this show with uh, Udimi Rapport. So we had been doing this for three years. If you look at when the show starts, my baby's in that show. They're so young. Mm. My babies are not like that right now. It's not tell you good if you my book when we are Zanje Uzokulumpeto. You know, I was like this girl, does she know how far my mouth can get? <laughs> but anyway, I was like I can't say anything anymore because now everything I say is being taken out of context. You know like, what? But that's that's kind of it's it's the price of fame a little bit, you know, that you can't escape it because you, you are only responsible for what you say and not responsible for what people hear. I know. Yeah. I know that. That's why I say to myself, like, you know, it is what it is. As long as I'm happy, as long as my kids are happy and I'm doing right by my ancestors, which is something that, you know, I believe has taken me from point A to B, C, and D, you know, and I'm not now going to be ridiculed by people who don't understand mm. where I come from. I, I even said the other day that um, it's not my responsibility to make anyone feel comfortable. If you are shook because I speak English like this and you don't think Sangomas are supposed to be learned, shame on you. Shame yeah. on you. If I could, the reason why the show, I, want, I wanted to show people like me that if I could do it, you too can do it, you know, because a lot of people think, oh my God, this is horrible. I cannot be a Sangoma. I have clients. Who are like me? Mm. Who will come to me because they 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 understand my character and the way I speak? Mm. And I would always say, don't run. Find a way to appease them because you run, everything will fall apart. From your relationships to your your sex life to work to finances to how people perceive you. And in your case, to to your children being affected. Exactly. So that's why I always say, find a way to appease. You are pleasing them. You're making them happy somehow. Because they keep knocking on the door and there's no answer until they start banging on that door. And then now you're like, oh my God, I need to do one, two, three. But if you understood, you wouldn't run away from it, you know? Yeah. Our, so our it's, biggest it's, thing it's, is fear. Yeah. And and I mean not understanding or maybe not even having access to, you know, the right information. Exactly. No, but then you find um when if he's gonna come out and tell people then then you have people you know, some people have the audacity to send me DMs and say to me, I in keep in If people know everything about Ubnyang, why would they go to Sangoma? Excuse you. 
Right. You know, as, uh, that is one of my questions because I was going to ask you one of the biggest reactions that has come out of the show, um, in yeah. addition to, you know, people looking at your character or, or your eloquence in, in the English language. One of the biggest reactions has been they are revealing, you know, sacred information of, of our traditions or of the African spirituality. What do you have to say about that? Is it, is but that's it, not true, because at the end of the day, we are not revealing anything that is sacred. This is what you mix and whatever for Wuti Kona Luke Sebenzel. In the show, we don't even show but we don't show the procedure. Do you understand? Mm, mm. We will show maybe highlights. But no, we won't show things like that. That naughty girl went to That is wrong. I would never do that. You can't see, well, why would you take in Tolozako or your solar and Zinumun to Ungas, Gutuanzala and Guloyo Muzi, Utamazozako or your Kumana Navaranda? I don't understand. Mm. But that, that's how she, she, she played it, and that's how, maybe that's how she works. I'm not here to ridicule anyone or undermine anyone's work. Meaning, yes, I am Sebenzel. At the end of the day, that is not true. I'm not here to take out the secrets with Obunyang. I'm here to educate people as best as I can. In a way where I wouldn't feel like, oh my God, you know, my husband out here, you've just ruined your life. No. At the end of the day, you know you've got flu as a person, right? Mm. You know, which I must get cough mixture. But sometimes the flu is so bad, you know, which I can't that's what I'm doing. I'm giving you the little bit, the insights, but you know, I'm not giving you entirely the package. I People are just trying to be ridiculous. Honestly, I don't understand what is so bad. Okay, yeah, your crush over that one, I understand. No, keep on doing to I understand. And we talk about my healing. I talk about healing. But we're not here to ridicule that. Maybe that's how she works. I don't know how she works. True. You know? True. True. And, and I mean, I don't know. But at the end of the day, my thing is watch the show. So much more is coming. So many emotions. So many drama will always be there. Whether it, it was, even if it wasn't in band, it was a household. There's always drama in a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's life. My life is full of some form of drama. People don't listen. I shout. I have kids with siblings in Abamameli. Especially Kangila. Kangila put me through a loss and I love him to bits. But you wouldn't see that now. But if you watch the show, you'd understand where I come from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've known him for over 10 years. And people who don't know that wouldn't understand why I speak to him the way I speak to him. Uh, let's not forget the ghetto snack. <laughs> you know. I, oh gosh, the ghetto snack. But anyway, I, I hope I didn't. No, I'm answering other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine because you know I I this is one of the interviews where really I could listen to you all day because I feel like things from your perspective are so interesting. Um you said uh in the beginning of our conversation that you when you tried to run away from your calling you went to America to study and you studied clinical psychology. Yes, I'm a clinical psychologist, which also helps me with what I do. 
You know, the other day I, uh, I was sitting in the room and I said, did I think years to come I would study so hard, so far away from home to sit in my Ndumba and not use my degree? But then I realized that I actually do use it. Because at some point, besides Zubnyanga, I do talk to people, you know. Mm. Most of my clients are female. And I end up counseling a person. So now, not only am I using Western, um, not in Western medicine, but Western procedures, I'm combining it with my traditional medicine as well, you know. Yeah. So maybe it, even though it was you kind of trying to escape, it was just the detour to kind of equip uh, you better. Yeah, that's what I also thought. I thought, you know, I, I said to myself that there's a book of life and you look at everything that has happened and how it has happened. Somehow things kind of came together, you know. Yeah. Things, things that I came together. I dated the wrong guys. I was told I could never have kids. I only got my periods when I was 22. And then I went to Babong Tasisila and I said, I want a baby. I don't care who your father is. I just want the baby, you know? <laughs> and I was, you don't understand, even from high school, I used to go to Etembeni, Children of Fire, take care of kids. And when I found out that I can't have kids, I was heartbroken. I yeah. don't want to lie. But it now you're a mom me. of three. And you know, when I was told I could not have any kids, and I understood that me and my kids came about then I said, even if I don't have a husband, but as long as you give me kids, I'm fine. And look, now my husband comes when I'm 34, and he's the Zulu guy from Emakaya, who is... Total, the total opposite of what I would date, but I fell in love with him. How weird is that? And I mean, here he is. He is the one that became the husband, so it, he must be the right one. I mean, I'm sure your yes. ancestors wouldn't just bring somebody he's randomly at this the point. Right one. He's definitely <laughs> the right one. I will tell you that. And it's funny how he knows Umuti as well. And it's funny how he has a calling. I was so scared to tell him about his own calling until he started saying things himself because I didn't want him to think now I'm trying to convert him mm. and then he started seeing things himself and behind my back he went to go see another Sangoma and then he said to me why did you not tell me and I'm like yo I can't tell you everything you need to see it yourself because now you'll think I'm trying to convert you mm. a lot of people when I put beads on him I put beads on him because those are beads that I saw and he saw them as well and a lot of people said oh we are controller we have change and I was like yo I don't want this you know this is going so, to be a bit hectic yeah so but I truly believe that he was sent by my ancestors. He understands me. He understands Umuti. He understands the journey. And he helps, he helps me a lot mm. in terms of when I slaughter, you know, I don't have to look for somebody to assist. He knows exactly what to do. There's a way to slaughter animals. There's certain things that I need from the animal. It's, it's not like I had to show him and teach him things. Mm. He came. He's kind of become your partner now. Yes. Definitely. And what I, the funny thing is, I don't know how weird this is because I would have never dated someone like him. 
You know what, if there's one thing that I can take from this conversation is that while um, Ubungo Mabako may have helped you in other aspects, they definitely did not take away the spice. You are as spicy as they come. <laughs> no, they didn't at all. I have, I have a foul mouth, but I've learned to control it somehow. Lord have mercy. Okay, so we, I think, I feel like we're going to have to have weekly conversations. I'm going to talk to your PR about that because there's so much more we need to talk about, but we've already had this very long conversation for the moment. So for now, I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to ask you one more question. What do you have to say to the people that refer to you as a slay queen? As a slay queen? I'm a slay queen. But honestly, they don't. And I don't, I don't even know what the meaning of a slay queen is. Because I once thought a slay queen was somebody who goes to clubs and at a, at, a, at, a, at a table and waits for somebody to buy them drinks. But yet they have this expensive hair and expensive shoes. Yes, don't get me wrong. I do wear expensive hair and expensive shoes, but I pay my own bills. Yes, so, ma'am. So I don't know if that makes me a slay queen. Hey, what the lana? I mean, also you're a clinical psychologist slash sangoma, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't think I'm a slay queen. And I don't take I don't take anything bad that people refer me as because that's your opinion, not mine. It doesn't affect how I live. It doesn't affect how my ancestors perceive me. I'm not about that. But I'm not a slay queen. Unless if I don't know what the meaning of a slave queen is. Well, and that's that about that. <laughs> um, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me. Congratulations on finalizing your traditional wedding. And Yay. yes, girl. Well, we, we will talk to you again, I'm definitely sure, because I'm quite sure with all the drama that I anticipate to be on the way in the show, it's things are going to get lit. Is where they are, trust me. <laughs> you are going to see fire, drama, yeah, explosion, so volcano. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to have to bring you back so that we can chat more about, you know, how people react and what people learn, uh, most importantly, from the show. Um, but for now, thank you so much for making time to talk to me. All right, so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Same to you. Bye. Goodbye.